Welcome to China in Focus. I'm Don Ma in for Tiffany Meyer today. Our top story, a U.S. delegation is in Taiwan showing support for the island's incoming government. Details on what Washington is saying about Taiwan's new leadership. On the other hand, how is the Chinese military reacting to Taiwan's new president? Footage of open fire cannons and warships offer up clues. Taiwan losing one of its few remaining diplomatic allies in favor of China. That's just two days after the global chip hub elected a new leader whom Beijing rejects. And the Philippines gearing up to transform and upgrade islands in the South China Sea for its troops, while the territory contends with claims from Beijing. After Taiwan's historic presidential race, a group of former U.S. officials took a trip to the island to meet with its new leadership. What are some of the challenges ahead for the new administration, especially when it comes to China policies? NTD's Sam Wong has the details. We look forward to continuity in the relationship between Taiwan and the United States under the new administration and for common efforts to preserve cross-strait peace and stability. During a meeting with Taiwan's top leadership, former U.S. National Security Advisor Stephen Hatley pledged rock-solid commitment to the island, and President-elect William Lai responded. I believe our relationship will advance in a stable direction through our continuous hard work and become an important force to safeguard the peace and prosperity of the Indo-Pacific. A number of countries have congratulated Lai for his victory including the U.S., Britain, Japan, and the Philippines. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said that the election has demonstrated the strength of Taiwan's robust democratic system and electoral process. Beijing responded quickly to Blinken's comment, accusing the U.S. of sending a gravely wrong signal to those supporting Taiwan's independence while slamming Japan's congratulatory message as a serious interference. The White House has expressed concern, too. The Biden administration fears Lai's transition of power could further escalate tensions with Beijing. When asked about Saturday's election outcome, President Biden responded that the U.S. doesn't support Taiwan's independence. William Lai will face a divided parliament, which could be a roadblock for his administration to pass legislation and spending. For decades, the Chinese Communist Party sees the self-governed island as a breakaway territory and has vowed to annex it by force if necessary. That's despite never having ruled it. The regime has referred to the election as a choice between peace and war, even criticizing those who congratulated William Lai's victory. Lai's inauguration is slated to take place on May 20th this year. Sam Wong, NTD News. Missile boat attack. That's the message from the Chinese military coming just a day after Taiwan's presidential election. Over the weekend, Beijing's Eastern Theater Command, which is stationed in the area around Taiwan, released pictures on its social media WeChat account showing missile boats performing live fire drills. The post didn't say where the exercises were happening. One of the boat's pictures was developed from another vessel used during a battle between the Chinese and Taiwanese navies where China claimed victory. Political analysts say rocky relations are likely ahead for Taiwan and communist China following the island's election over the weekend. Beijing is going to look at DPP that has about 40% or so of the votes only and loses majority in the parliament. And Beijing is going to think maybe if just pressures Taiwan a little bit harder, you'll be enough 
to make a difference in the next election. And so Beijing has reason to want to push rather than trying to extend the olive branch. So that's going to entail uh, instability likely uh, going forward. Wen Di Song from the Atlantic Council's Global China Hub pointed to the breakdown of the votes. He said since neither of the two major parties won a majority in parliament, a decisive third party now has a presence. And that structure would involve more bargaining in the policy-making process when it comes to cross-strait relations. Song said that Beijing will only provide more stabilizing moves toward Taiwan if it thinks the next government of Taiwan has staying power. Taiwan already facing challenges just two days after its election. Nauru, an island nation near the Central Pacific, is cutting diplomatic ties with Taiwan. Now, Taiwan accusing Beijing of siphoning its partners. Here's more. Taiwan lost one of its few remaining diplomatic allies, Nauru, to China on Monday. It comes just days after Taiwan elected a new president and accused China of attempting to suppress its diplomatic space. China claims Taiwan as its own territory, with no right to -to state-to-state ties, a position Taiwan strongly disputes. For years, the two have traded accusations of using dollar diplomacy as they compete for diplomatic recognition. A senior Taiwan official briefed on the matter said Beijing is offering Nauru $100 million a year. A Nauru government spokesperson declined to comment. Taiwan's deputy foreign minister, Tian Cheng Kuang, said the quote ambush-like move came suddenly. He accused China of seeking revenge on Taiwan for holding democratic elections. In order to maintain our sovereignty and dignity, we have decided from this very day to end diplomatic relations with Nauru, halt all bilateral plans for cooperation, withdraw the embassy and repatriate technical personnel, and will demand for Nauru to shut its embassy in Taiwan. China confirmed the renewal of relations with Nauru, which previously recognized it between 2002 and 2005. China's foreign ministry did not directly answer a question on how much money it had offered. Taiwan security officials told Reuters before Saturday's election that China was likely to continue to whittle away at the countries that maintain formal diplomatic ties with Taipei. Its 12 remaining diplomatic allies include the Vatican, Guatemala and Paraguay, plus Palau, Tuvalu and the Marshall Islands in the Pacific. Taiwan's election could ease global concerns about the island's relations with China. At the same time, it's prompting a light domestic sell-off on Monday. Investors are worried that the election results could hinder economic policy, but they're also seemingly relieved that William Lai won't push for Taiwan's formal independence. Investors expect some knee-jerk selling of Taiwan stocks and even currency this week. As Taiwan's election wraps up, many questions still linger. Will U.S.-Taiwan relations be different with William Lai at the helm? What challenges will he face as his party lost a legislative majority? We talked to Rupert Hammond Chambers, president of the U.S.-Taiwan Business Council, for more. And thanks for being here with us, uh, Rupert. So first off, I want to ask you, uh, Biden saying that the U.S. does not support Taiwan independence. How do you feel about that? The president chose to make a statement more directed towards Beijing than towards Taipei and perhaps missed the the opportunity, missed the moment to celebrate Taiwan's democracy. So Nauru cutting ties with Taiwan. What are your thoughts on that? Is that significant? Well, uh, uh, yes, it is significant. I mean, one, it showed that the Chinese were ready 
to demonstrate their unhappiness with the choice that Taiwan voters had made. I mean, it, it came really within almost a 24-hour uh, news cycle, that the, the severing of ties. So it had to have been hammered out before Saturday. So what we're seeing here is a continuation of China's efforts to ultimately uh, draw in all of Taiwan's remaining diplomatic allies. China's policy towards, towards Taiwan will remain the same. I think the Chinese are going to continue to pursue their coercive policies. China would appear to be to, to click back towards what it's been doing to uh, contain Taiwan through restricting its, its international space, through gray zone activities for, on, the, on the ocean and in the air, and uh, possibly some economic punitive actions through the Economic Cooperation Framework Agreement. But overall, China's policy will, will, will stay the same, but U.S.-China tensions are likely to remain elevated over the issue of Taiwan. What about U.S.-Taiwan relations? I think U.S.-Taiwan relations are going to remain stable. The president-elect definitely represents continuity. Where we're going to have to watch closely is as the chamber, the legislative yuan, has now shifted uh, back to opposition control. We're going to have a split control of Taiwan's two primary governing bodies, the executive branch under the DPP and the legislative br branch, almost certainly under the KMT. We haven't seen that in 20 years. It was problematic 20 years ago. There were some real areas of disagreement that spilled out into U.S.-Taiwan relations, defense policy being the most public. And there are some concerns that come 2025, when the first budget will have to be negotiated between the DPP and the executive branch and the KMT and the legislative branch, how will this defense spending uh, fare? Because if there's downward pressure as a consequence to op opposition from the legislature and the KMT for expanded defense spending, that's going to cause problem in US, problems in U.S.-Taiwan relations. Washington, D.C., irrespective of who wins the U.S. presidential election in November, will not like that outcome. Rupert Hammond Chambers, president of the U.S.-Taiwan Business Council. Thank you. Thank you very much. Turning out attention to the South China Sea, the Philippines is beefing up its defense amid aggression from the Chinese regime. Manila announced plans on Monday to develop its outpost islands in the region, aiming to make them more livable for troops. On the upgrade list, the second Thomas Shoal, as well as Titu Island, the biggest and most strategically important land mass in the area. The announcement follows tense standoffs between the Philippines and China. Beijing claims virtually all of the South China Sea as Chinese territory, covering about one-third of global shipping routes with goods worth over $3 trillion passing through every year. The area Beijing claims includes exclusive economic zones belonging to the Philippines, Vietnam, Indonesia, Malaysia, and Brunei. An international tribunal declared the Chinese regime's claims invalid in 2016. Next, we would like to take a moment to share some of your comments about our special coverage of the Taiwan election on Saturday. Almost all of our viewers congratulate Taiwan for choosing a China hawk as its president. One of our viewers from Taiwan expressed his gratitude. He said he's part of an indigenous ethnic group from Taiwan called Amos and has been living on the island for many generations. He added that Taiwanese people have been wanting peace with China in vain due to China's propaganda war machines. But Taiwan still chooses to stand with freedom as an island nation in the face of the hostility from geopolitics. 
And another viewer called Lomotil wrote up a key takeaways for a quick navigation for our show. Don't forget to tell us what you think of our today's show. Thanks for watching. Coming up, Washington contends with new difficulties as it works to curb semiconductors going to China. The Chinese military allegedly benefiting from loopholes. A rare move for Apple, the tech giant now offering discounts to its customers in China. That's as business there struggles to perform. And following Taiwan's election, five more key votes are scheduled for later this year, shining a spotlight on major countries and international bodies. What are the China angles here? More on that after the break here on China in Focus. Welcome back to China in Focus. I'm Don Ma. Washington has sought to cut off China's access to advanced microchips since 2022. But are the bans in place really working? Not entirely. And the problem is China getting its hands on high-end microchips could threaten U.S. national security. U.S.-based NVIDIA is the world's top semiconductor manufacturer and is stuck in the middle of the tech battle between the two superpowers. Research found Chinese military and AI research bodies are still purchasing restricted NVIDIA semiconductors through unknown Chinese suppliers. As for other cases, two top Chinese universities involved in military matters have obtained seven NVIDIA A100 trips, the world's most advanced model. These chips could help the Chinese army develop sophisticated commute, commute, computing systems and boost the country's AI industry. Before Washington imposed the restrictions, NVIDIA had occupied almost the entire Chinese market for AI chips. Zooming out, what makes cutting off microchips exports to communist China so difficult? According to Chris Miller, professor and author of Chip War, The Fight for the World's Most Critical Technology, the chips are very small and can easily be smuggled. On top of that, unknown Chinese vendors have historically sourced chips from their branches located outside China, such as in Taiwan, India, and Singapore. Speaking on the issue, NVIDIA says it would comply with control laws and require its customers to do the same. Apple's Chinese website announced an up to $70 discount for its iPhone 15. That comes as the Silicon Valley giant battles for Chinese market share with domestic brands like Huawei. The rare discount aims to boost Apple's declining business in China. The company's sales dropped by one-third in the first week of this year compared to last year. Taiwan's presidential election is over and William Lai has claimed victory for the Democratic Progressive Party. We look at the Chinese regime's angle going forward and what it could be planning in response. NTD's Evelyn Lee sat down with Gregory Copley, president of the International Strategic Studies Association, for more. It sends to China the clear message that Xi Jinping made the wrong approach in trying to influence this election so openly and was then seen to fail in that attempt. So Xi Jinping now has one more embarrassment to add to his list, one more failure which, for which he will be punished by the elders of the uh, Communist Party of China. There will clearly be some more blustering with regard to Taiwan, mm. more 
PLA forces deployed to give the appearance of a bold response to the election, but he dare not go much beyond that because the PLA will start to object and the their party elders will almost certainly uh, start to move against him if, he's, uh, if he is too precipitate. Xi Jinping has been promising for a long time to reunify, so to speak, China and Taiwan. So with that in the background and China warning that the choice would be one between war and peace, how do you think China will be reacting now? Well, the, the party elders and the PLA basically pushed Xi to admit, as he did in San Francisco recently, that the PLA was not ready for war with Taiwan, uh, and that's perhaps a, a gross understatement. Right now, he's been sending contradictory messages, not only to Taiwan, but to the outside world and to the party and the population inside uh, mainland China. So he's now lost all of this credibility. So how would that reflect on the U.S. and China relations? Well, clearly what uh, Xi has been doing and the uh, and the uh, his office have been trying to intimidate uh, the supporters of, of Taiwan uh, and even the neutral foreign states like Australia and Japan and the Europeans and the like, who uh, basically tried to take a, a fairly low-key approach to this election. They've uh, congratulated Taiwan for the excellent conduct of the election. Some have gone on to congratulate uh, President-elect Lai for his success, but it's it's been fairly you know low-key sort of stuff. And yet Beijing under Xi has, has lambasted these allies for this. So this is not doing anything to build relations with, uh, with the United States or Japan or Australia. So what we're seeing is that the wolf warrior diplomacy is now having an almost 100% record of inciting the opposite response that Beijing wants. So, uh, and this has not gone unnoticed within the Communist Party mm. of China. So we have to expect some kind of, of internal reaction to that. The world's first election of 2024 just concluded in Taiwan, but with over 60 other votes scheduled worldwide this year, which ones are stealing the spotlight and how does China fit into the high stakes races? Let's zoom in. First, zooming in on Russia, the country will hold its presidential election in mid-March and President Putin is seeking re-election. That comes after Putin and the head of communist China announced a friendship without limits between the two countries. Likewise, China, Russia and North Korea have been enhancing trilateral ties. The triangle has sparked growing concerns among democratic countries. If Putin gets re-elected, it would mark his fifth term and extend his presidency from 24 to 30 years. Next, the world's most populous country, India. The country's general elections are scheduled from April to June. Prime Minister Narendra Modi is seeking another five years in office. Surveys show Modi remains widely popular among voters. Getting re-elected would mean his third term as prime minister. Worth noting, China skipped the G20 summit hosted by New Delhi last year. Long-time border disputes between the two nations have also escalated. Moving toward America's backyard, Mexico is preparing for its own presidential vote in June. Claudia Sheinbaum is the former mayor of Mexico City and has a strong lead in the polls next to her opposition rival, Xochitl Jalvez. Last year, Mexico overtook China to become the biggest source of U.S. imports, 
topping Beijing's shipments by over $30 billion. Besides the economic partnership, Mexico is also critical to U.S. national security, including on issues like the southern border and lethal drugs like fentanyl flooding the U.S. Soon after the Mexican election, from June 6th to June 9th, citizens in 27 European Union member states will select members from the European Parliament. 720 seats across Europe are up for grabs. Currently, there is a major coalition between the People's Party and the Socialists. Right-leaning politicians scored recent victories in Italy and the Netherlands. Time will tell on whether the trend will continue in 2024. Tensions between EU and China have gone back and forth. Current EU leaders have agreed to smooth out trade between the EU and China last month when they visited China. Finally, the world's top superpower. Washington's Oval Office will go up for grabs on November 5th. U.S. President Joe Biden hopes for a second term for the Democratic Party. Former President Donald Trump, a Republican, is also running to secure a second term in office. The latest polls show Trump dominating the Republican primary. Trump is known for his hawkish foreign policy on communist China. That's all for today's China in Focus. I'm Don Ma. If you have any feedback on the show or have something you would like to see us cover, send us an email at chinainfocus at ntd.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for watching. See you soon.